Could anyone possibly meet the expectations you have for yourself? Many of the women I coach have such high expectations for themselves, they sacrifice health and happiness to meet them. Sometimes the driver is the thought that others are expecting a lot from you. But if you look closely, is that true? Are others watching you and expecting you to over-deliver all the time? Or are you assigning them those judgments because in reality, you're judging yourself? I had a fantastic conversation with Andrea about trying to meet your own unrealistic expectations, delegating, having healthy boundaries, and asking for help. If you feel like you're doing too much for everyone else and not getting enough time for you or for the people and things that are important to you, listen in. If you are new to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, hello and welcome. I'm Jody Flynn. I'm an executive leadership coach, speaker, and author. I'm the current president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference, and I have the privilege and joy to work with women leaders to hone the skills and the mindset that allows them to grow into and then thrive in senior leadership. My specialization is working with women who are still stabilizing after their last promotion and those who want to be ready for the next one. It is my belief that for more women to hold positions in senior leadership, there are changes at the individual and organizational level that need to occur. Not only do women need to be trained and coached on how to operate at these levels of leadership, organizations need to change their paradigm of how the work gets done and what supports are in place for leaders to do their job. If we are not already connected on LinkedIn, please send me an invitation to connect. You can find me directly at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash Jody Flynn, or you can search for Jody Flynn on the platform. I am very active on LinkedIn, so I should be at or near the top of the search results. You'll see the follow button is prominent on my profile, but if you click on the more button to the right, you'll find the option to connect. Click on that and be sure to add a note to the invitation letting me know you're a listener of the podcast. I would love to connect with you and get to know you better. Welcome to the Women Taking the Lead podcast, Andrea. Hi, how are you? I'm good and I am thrilled that you are here with me and we're going to have a really good conversation today. I am so excited about it. I've like been waiting for this for such a long time. So I'm <laughs> truly excited. I'm tickled as well. So for the woman, the other woman who is listening to our conversation, share with her what you do in the world and the industry that you're in, just so that as we're talking, everything will make sense. Sure. So I am the operations manager for a dental office here in Atlanta. Um, currently, I manage a team of 21 people. Um, it consists of four doctors, four hygienists, six assistants, and um, the rest are all business assistants. So it's a pretty big team. A lot that, of moving pieces. <laughs> that, is a big, <laughs> that is a busy office with a lot yes. of moving parts. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that gives me an idea of kind of what your day looks like and the skill level you need to be at to yes. even do that job. It is a lot. <laughs> it's a daunting task for sure. 
but um, you are energized about it. I can yeah, see it in your face. Yeah. yeah, I have a wonderful team. I mean, very supportive team. Um, so they're, they're great people. So we, we get it done as a team. <laughs> okay. And you know, such is life. Things are wonderful. And there are always things that we are working on. So Andrea, what question do you have for me? And what challenge did you want to talk about today? Well, I found in just my industry or just with myself, um, I've been in industry for 20, over 20 years, but new to the, um, leadership level. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done that for about three years now. Oftentimes the challenge is how to care for yourself without feeling like you are neglecting everyone else in your life that matters. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes for me, work doesn't end. I'm still working at night. I'm still working on the weekends, but I also have a family mm-hmm. and I also have goals that I want to achieve, but I oftentimes put work before myself and the people that matter. Yes. So my question is, is how do you get back to being you, yourself? Mm. How do you take care of you and also get everything else done? I love this question. And for those listening, Andrea warned me, this is a question she thinks a lot of women go through. (laughs) If this was a live audience, I'd be looking out into the crowd and say, raise your hand if this is also something (laughs) that resonates for you. And I guarantee you like 99% of the room would have their hands in the air. So especially being relatively new in your role, I would say you're not a newbie if you're three years in and you probably were doing some of the tasks of leadership before you had the title. Yes, yeah. you're okay. exactly right. Yes, which is which is often the case, right? People see like, oh, you'd be really good in leadership. How mm-hmm. do I know? Because you're already doing it. Right? Yeah. Um, okay, so the, you, this is not new to you. This has been going on for several, several years. Um, yes, yeah. The, the balance between, you know, wanting to give your all to work because work mm-hmm. is very fulfilling and gratifying. Yes. And, like we get a lot, like, I know work takes a hit and we talk like off, it's often talked about in negative terms, you know, um, in articles and when people are talking about it. But I think, you know, the, <laughs> the secret of ambitious women that we can all share is like, but there's something just so enlivening about the work as well. And so gratifying when things are going well and projects are getting done and initiatives are moving forward. And that's almost like the siren call. And it's what causes us to put ourselves and our family and our personal uh, ambitions, I will say as well, because there are other things that you want to do. Yes, of course. We put it to the side because there's this thing that we've we've gotten to the point in our life too where it is giving us a lot of juice Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah but it's but it's limiting it's it's kind of one-dimensional we want the other areas of our lives to get some breathing room get some sunshine get some life as well and how to balance that okay right all right this is a great question so andrea tell me a little bit more about the work you're doing and and specifically I want to know what are you doing at night and on the weekends related to your job well as you can imagine it's a big team we're in 
patient care. So for about nine hours a day, we have to put aside everything we think and feel and take care of our patients. Mm-hmm. Um, which oftentimes with the shortage of help now after pandemic, mm-hmm. um, I have a team that's not fully built out. Believe it or not, we need more hands for, I need more people to add to what I already have. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes I find myself doing other tasks, right? To get us through the day that leaves my task being put to the side or after work or on the weekends. Um, a lot of it is um, just making sure that the office runs, we're ready for our patients. And it's, it's, it's a lot. I will say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what it is, is just because of the shortage of employees because of pandemic um, especially in the medical arena. I mean, we're in the dental office, so, you know, we, we did lose a lot of people because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes I truly am doing other tasks, trying to make the day-to-day run, but they're still reporting. They're still the business side of the office. I have to look mm-hmm. at reports and numbers and make sure we're thriving and we're doing as we should. And then there's patient care. Patient Mm -hmm. care kind of happens between the opening hours. Running the business happens after opening hours. Right. So I just find that the task and, you know, I used to think it was time management. Like you got to better manage your time. Um, And I will say some of my friends would say that. Let's say that other people, colleagues would just say, oh, it's just time management. You know, you got to learn how to multitask. You know, you got to You got to get it done. And. I think we as women hear that more than some of our male um, colleagues, you know, whereas, oh, you know, they, they, I think they get a pass. I'm just going to say it. They get a pass. Whereas we as females or women, I feel like we still have to juggle everything, if that makes sense. Um, because I am the boss. I have to fill in the void. Yes. Well, I think to, to what you're speaking to, you made a lot of good points. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the work is greater than the amount of time you have, and that can just be a reality. Now, are there sometimes I go into a situation and I'm like, let's look for wiggle room. There might be wiggle room here, right? There are stories of like, we cut back staff and we were more productive than ever. How did that happen? Right. Right. You know, right, that, exactly. that happens. <laughs> but you are also um, in your office constantly looking for those things. I will ask yes. you some questions just to explore it a little bit, just to okay. see if we, we can find some wiggle room. But sometimes that is the reality that like there are more there's more work to be done then there is time in the day to do it. And so then some hard decisions have to be made in, yes. in that case, if you want, you yes. know, yeah. you know to, to have your personal time. And I will say there is an expectation, whether it's coming externally or in our own heads or both for women to just suck it up and do it. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. Where it, whereas sometimes I, th- I think for men, they just go, well, this is mm. makes no sense. Yeah. How can I pause it? No, I can't do that. Whereas women, we, we're like, you know, you want me to do 150% for the next few years? I'll yeah. do it. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I personally feel like when I, when I leave something to the next day, which oftentimes I have to, I mean, right. It's only 24 hours in a day, Mm -hmm. but, um, I feel like I have, I feel like I'm being judged, even though I have a wonderful support team, I feel that I'm being judged. Like, gosh, she can't keep up. She can't, you know, she's, she's not doing it. You know, she's not at her standard, you know, or above standard. So I oftentimes feel like, oh my gosh, I beat myself up thinking, okay, I got to get everything done. When the truth of the matter is nobody's asking me to get it all done. It's just me internally saying to myself, you've got to get this done. There it is. (laughs) Andrea, God bless you. Like you just, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Right. Cause I was just going to ask you and you answered my question already. <laughs> are you being, ju- are you being judged or are you judging yourself? I'm judging myself. You're yeah. Yeah. You're judging yourself. Your standards are so high. And this is so common with, with uh, the women I work with where we often feel um, like we're not good enough because we can't meet our own standards, but nobody could meet our standards. <laughs> could anyone else in your workplace meet the standards you have for yourself? No. <laughs> no. No. Everyone would be failing. You'd be like, yeah. all y'all are yeah. failing, right? <laughs> yes. Right. So we feel like we're failing, even though the reality is we've got awards, we've got recognition, we Mm -hmm. get acknowledged and appreciated. We're doing a wonderful job, but it's not good enough because we're not meeting our own standards. And you will never feel like you have time for your family or yourself if you keep these standards. Right. You're exactly right. Yeah. And that's the, that, that's the crux of it here. Now, could we look for maybe some wiggle room in time? We can explore that. But I think this, it's the mindset issue Yeah. of I need to overperform, overdeliver, be the superstar. Otherwise, we're all going to fall apart. Yes, that's, you, you nailed it. <laughs> okay. All right. So let, let's just look at the, the obvious one. Would the office fall apart if you said, okay, I need to take a little bit off my plate? No. no. What, could, what could you do instead? What, could, what are some solutions here? So it, now this is where it all like starts to get fuzzy for me, okay. right? So yep. I, I feel and know what you just said. But it then comes to what can I absolutely delegate? Mm-hmm. And feel comfortable in delegating. Okay. Um, there's, there's another crux right there. Feeling yeah. comfortable in delegating. Tell me about that. So I have not, I, I wouldn't, it's not trust issues for sure. Um, you wouldn't be a part of the team if I didn't trust you. Right. It's just, I know things are critical and they, and oftentimes, let me, let me go back. I see the team that I'm already with and they're already in crunch mode. Like they're already looking as if they got, like, I can't handle one more thing. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'll just keep it, you know, and I'll just do it, you know? Okay. I'm going to stop you right. Let me stop you right there, Andrea. Okay. They look like they're in crunch mode. Yeah. Have you asked them or are you observing and making a judgment? So it's bittersweet. I know what it's like to be an employee of the company. I know it's like to yeah. be the boss. Yeah. And a lot of the people I've worked, I, they were coworkers before I became boss. 
you yeah. know? Um, so I know I've done all the jobs. So mm-hmm. I know how daunting and, and sometimes busy it is. So I look at them and it's on their face. Like, oh my gosh, we're so busy, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just keep this, you know, because she mm-hmm. can't do one more thing. Mm-hmm. But they've not said you've given me too much. I can't do another thing. Yes. I'm just looking and, yes. and I guess coming up with my own thing that they can't do anything else. <laughs> because, well, this is the thing. It, it, it's almost like the double-edged sword. You're so wonderful, right? And so mm-hmm. compassionate and you want everyone to love working here, mm-hmm. right? You never want to create an experience where somebody's like, I don't like this, you know, like mm-hmm. th- it's, this is too hard. So you're trying to protect your team. Yes. But from what? And you're ultimately hurting I yourself, right? Right. Cause these are grown people, right? Yes. They can tell you yeah. like, Andrea, I'm like, I'm at my limit. Right. Yeah. And they can they can tell you that they can they can say no, because you strike me as the type of person. It's not like you'd be like, you do this. You, no, you, you would ask. Yeah. Like, what's your bandwidth? What's your day looking like? What's your bandwidth? Yeah. That all that sort of stuff. Now, here here's the other thing that happens when we are overwhelmed, you know, with work and we're we're drowning in work when we're, we're working nights and weekends. We're now seeing through the world through that filter yes. that we assume everyone's busy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not. You know that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Not to say that they're not working hard. They're working hard, but they're probably not working nights and weekends. No, they're not. No, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're not. You know, um, and then again, I, you're, you're so right. I'm now seeing the. you know, I see the world through my lens. Like if, surely if I'm overwhelmed or are busy. Everybody else is right. They right. have to be because I am. And <laughs> so. because you used to do that job, but that was you doing that job. <laughs> exactly. And we already know <laughs> what you, your work ethic is. Exactly. Right? Yes. And this is not against anyone else. When I point to your work ethic, it's not to say that somebody else doesn't have a strong work ethic, but they may have, and I'm going to say this, Andrea, and I know you can take it. They may have healthier boundaries than you have. Huh. Yes. I can see that. Yes. Right. And so these are also the people you can feel safe asking because they will tell you. And I've actually, I've had clients where we've had this exact same conversation and it always came back to ask, can you ask them? Right. Don't lead the witness. Like, don't say something like, I know you're really busy, but could you, do you have any time? Like you just say, what does your day look like? Or what's your bandwidth? Um, or is there any chance you'd have some free time before the end of the week? I have some things I need to, you know, get off my plate, you know, okay. or maybe you tell the team, I've been working nights and weekends for the past two to three years. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I need to make a change and I'd like some support. Does, you know, would anyone have some time to hear some things I'm thinking um, that the team could take on, right? You have those open conversations and these people you work with, these wonderful people with healthy boundaries will oftentimes say, I've got time or I yeah. can do it. My schedule's light on Thursday. I could do that on Thursday, that, that sort of thing. Like they're like, people are busy, but they can, they can normally squeeze in some time. 
There is so much that can be gained by listening to what another woman is going through and to understanding the strategy she will implement to overcome the challenge she is faced with. For this reason, I would love to keep doing more on-air coaching calls on this podcast. If you are a woman leader who's been promoted or taken on a new role in the last year, I invite you to apply to be on the Women Taking the Lead podcast. You will be completely anonymous, so you won't need to worry about anyone you work with listening to you talk about your challenges. This is an opportunity for you to get insights and strategies to overcome any challenges you've been faced with at work. And the other woman listening to your episode will learn from your experience and gain insights that they can use at work. You can find the link that will take you to the application in the episode description in your podcast app or at the bottom of the episode page on the Women Taking the Lead website. I'm looking forward to chatting with you. So that's your comfort. So that was all about your comfort level in delegating. What are what are maybe some other solutions to help you get back your nights and weekends? I've just this week, you know, um, I have started to say, you know what, this is my off time and this uh, allotment of time is reserved just for me. And I don't let anybody book things with me or for me in that mm-hmm. time. It's mm-hmm. just my time. Yes. Um, so I've started that this week, still too early to tell, you know, a habit takes a while to form, um, yeah. <laughs> but that's one thing I've already have begun to do to just say, Hey, this is, this is, this is Andrea's time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I block it off on my schedule. I'm not taking phone calls from team members. I'm not coming home and getting into family stuff. I'm just doing me during this mm-hmm. time. And that's already have helped. And then um, taking time to, um, because obviously there's other stuff I want to get into as well. It's just not all work. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking more times on weekends to just relax and just be. Yes. You know? Yes. Nothing's planned. Nothing's, you know, in a strict agenda. It's just, I'm going to take time and I'm just going to be. I'm going to do whatever you want to do. Exactly. Whatever comes naturally. Even if it's like sitting with a hot beverage, staring out the window. Yeah. Right. Right? Like if that's what you want to do, then that's what you do. One of my favorite things, Andrea, is just puttering. And to me, puttering is just no plan, no agenda going from one thing to another. If I feel like doing this, I do this. And if I feel like doing that, I do that. And at the end of the day, I bounced around. Like a ping pong ball, but I'm so happy. Happy, yes. I'm yes. so happy, right? Yes. I don't. It doesn't have to be focused, right? We're so focused at work, yes, and so intentional at work. It's nice to have some unfocused, unintentional time. Exactly, exactly. Yep. Okay. So having blocks of time, you're testing it out. I'm testing it, it out. Yes. We'll, we'll see how that goes. A recommendation I would make, and this is an invitation. I'm just going to invite you just because, um, and this is something I was just talking with a client yesterday that it can just be our own psychology that makes us feel like we don't have time. Mm. Right. Okay. This t- you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and we kind of laughed because she's, you know, blocking out time to like 
get in a workout a couple days a week mm-hmm. to block time for mindfulness, block time, you know, with her family, yeah. and block time at work where she does like what you said, her time at work where she's not, you know, seeing any, and she's not in any meetings. She's not answering emails. She's not answering phones, that sort of thing. What can prevent us from making this a habit is that mental thing, kind of like we talked about with the, it's to the two high standards. It's like, it's the like, I don't have time. And then we talked about like, she wants to spend 10 minutes of mindfulness time. And I'm like, if you don't have 10 minutes, if you are trying to convince yourself, if your mind starts telling you that you don't have time for 10 minutes of mindfulness. Yes. Like it's a trap, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it yeah. is tricking you right into thinking. And that's our own thing of like, oh, I have so much to do. I have so much I have to accomplish. If if I take 10 minutes of mindfulness, my whole day is going to get thrown off and I won't get everything done mm-hmm. that I want to get. And you can almost feel the like, yes, you know, <laughs> going on. So now they, here's the crazy trick. The mindfulness practice is what okay. slows down the brain. Right. And it helps us to realize I do have time. Yes. It all will get done. Yeah. You know, if I'm the, if we are in a calmer state, I will say this, I'm not going to say calm state, but calmer state. Yes. It's a lot easier to get through the day when we take, and we take moments to rest through the day and get back to that place of there is time it will get done. We also tend to see solutions. And also it's in these moments where we usually ask the question, do I have to do this? Or could somebody else do do it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So my, my invitation is some form of mindfulness practice, whether it's prayer, breathing, a visualization, mm-hmm. or just letting your mind wander, daydream, you know, just something that lets you kind of get back, back into your body and in, in, in a calmer state, I think would, would help tremendously as well. Yeah. And then whatever reminders you need for that. What what is the best way when you're trying to start a new habit? What works for you to stay on track? Um, I realize for me, I have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So I do have to set reminders, whether that's for my cell phone. Um, just saying at this time, like 15 minutes before that time begins, get ready. Mm-hmm. You know, you have 15. It lets me know I have 15 more minutes before I'm supposed to start this. So whatever I'm in, you know, either I need to go ahead and stop now or when I get to a good stopping place, stop, take that time, recenter, refocus, come back. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. And this is also true for your block time. Like, okay, in 15 minutes, you have block time. Okay. I love this. And I was, (laughs) I got a reminder this last week too. um, So I'll share, I'll share it now is that habit forming is about frequency not the quantity of time, right? So if we're talking about a mindfulness practice, two minutes of mindfulness every day mm-hmm. is better than getting 20 minutes of mindfulness twice a week. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's the frequency. The more frequently we do it, the, the, the easier it is for it to become a habit and then become a natural part of our routine. Yeah. So say that as I well. I have to remember that. I have to mm-hmm. remember that. Yeah. Um, that is that is 
that's something good because I think when I first, so right, even when I first started to do that, I thought, okay, gosh, I missed it. So then that created another worry. Like, oh my God, I missed it. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. rather than just, okay, we just need to set time, yeah. you know, frequently. Um, it doesn't have to be 20 minutes because I was like, oh my gosh, where am I going to get 20 minutes? Where am I going to yeah, get 30? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. And I, you saying that has now said, okay, it's the frequency of what you do, not 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there, you know? Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yep. That and does. here, here's the thing. We got to lower the standards, right? Cause mm-hmm. like we is like, let, let's just call it what it is. We got some type A tendencies in us going on right now, uh-huh. right? You know, like we can get to like, it's not a mindfulness practice unless it's at least 20 minutes, right? Yes. And then it doesn't count, right? Like there's, right. We, we, we get in these high standards of like, to do it perfectly, it has to look like this. So that's how I have to do it. Or, you know, to have this be the best, mm-hmm. it needs to be this. Okay, we need to like scale that down a little bit, yeah. pull it back and just remind ourselves we're beginners. We're just getting it going. And mm-hmm. so we want, we're, it's more important to ramp up than to hit that ultimate goal. Yes, I agree you'll, with that. You'll get there. Okay. Yeah. What is there anything else that you can think of that would support you to have your, you know, not Mm -hmm. have to work after work and on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think you nailed it, you know, working on a little bit of delegating, you know, I don't have to be all things to everybody all day, you know, um, delegate when I can, you know, and, Taking time to breathe too um, is just a process. Like I said, I've started for a week, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'll have to circle back and let you guys know how that's going for me. Yes, please <laughs> do that. Even if you have updates before the podcast release, I can, I can add that in the before after, you okay. know, the, the episode. Okay. Yeah. We can do that. Okay. There was another question I was going to ask. I, this was not the crux of the issue because you seem like you're in a really good place. Um, but one thing to look at too, because I, you know, is I'm bringing this up only because I've been reading more and more reports about some of the crazy hours people are, are working and have been working during the pandemic and some mm-hmm. research and case studies done has identified redundant work in the, you know, that is causing people like eats up people's time, you know, so then they're working longer hours to get it all done. I would, I'm not getting the sense that there's a lot of fluff work in your office or redundant work. That would be easy to just get rid of. No, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's things that matter and absolutely have to be done. I have to say that. Good. So it sounds like during the p- pandemic, any fluff that there was got scaled, you know, yeah. we don't have time for this. This is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. My next question is who's going to be doing the recruiting and how many team members do you need to hire? So part of me realizing, um, and like I said, I have wonderful bosses, you know, I, I, I talked to them first and was like, okay, we got to find, we got to, this is what's happening. And of course my boss was like, oh my gosh, no, no, like nobody needs to do that. You know? Um, so 
it was recruiting with me. So that's what I would have to do on the weekends is recruit, you know, look at resumes, do things. Mm -hmm. But since we've hired a recruiter that can handle that. So it was one thing that was removed off my plate. Yay. Okay. You just made me smile. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, again, and you just kind of confirmed everything for me and just saying, you know, delegate what you can have those conversations, get out of your own head thinking that if I don't get this done, um, nobody's going to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was step one in saying, okay, we've, I, I've got to have help, you know? Yeah. And the first thing we did was, was get a recruiter who started recruiting individuals. So I didn't have to go through the fluff of the people that did not meet their requirement. You know, right. the recruiter totally helped with that. Um, and relying on my team to help with the interview process. So maybe I get to meet with the person first. And if I think, okay, this would be a wonderful addition, I'll leave it up to my department heads to have the final say so. We all come back. And typically we just schedule a lunch with that new recruit and just get to know them. And then as a team, we now decide whether or not to invite that person on our team or not. Whereas I was seeing the whole process from start to finish. Oh, yeah. And some days it would be days or, you know, weeks of trying to get through that daunting process. You know, as many as people that we don't have in the workplace, there's a lot that are wanting to come back into the workplace. Yes. So you would post a job and have 125 resumes, you know? Yes. Um, and I thought, oh my gosh, I have to read all these, <laughs> these resumes. And you couldn't, right? I and you couldn't. couldn't already. See, this yeah. is this is the beauty that you've already had this experience, but mm-hmm. you had to hit your absolute limit before you said, I can't take on one more I thing. Did, yes. But we need to continue that, right? Because now you want to think about like, yeah, there are times here and there where mm-hmm. we need to work a few extra hours you know that like there ten, there can be seasons in a business but in the dental industry i don't think it's not like you get super busy around christmas or no, in the no. summer you know that sort <laughs> no. of thing there's it's like a steady it, yeah. yeah it is like it's always like you know Something maxed out yeah. right it's always maxed out but you don't have these like spikes or valleys, that sort of thing. It's pretty consistent, um, you know, and it's more something going on within the business that Mm -hmm. might cause a little bit of a spike in activity, but that should not be your norm, right? right? You now want to scale back to thinking like, I'm at capacity when I'm working this many hours a week. Yes. And it probably should be about 15 to 20 hours less than you're already working. Exactly, exactly. You're exactly right. Yes. Okay, great. So that was my worry when you talked about recruiting. I was like, oh my goodness, is all this going to go off the rails as as soon as that really starts ramping up? So that makes me very happy um, that you're are, and you're already doing this. You have practice. You've already said, I can't do much more than this. Yes. And yes. you got a good response. Yes. Well, and I want, I don't, I didn't want this to be okay for the month of July. This is working and then I'm overwhelmed. August 1st. Yeah. You know, um, so I was like, it's time to reach out to Jody Flynn, (laughs) who helps so much. And you've helped so many women, um, like navigate so many different avenues. Mm -hmm. And I knew, like you said, it it got into the place of I've reached my max. And I mean, Mm -hmm. when I said I spoke 
to my boss, it was literally in tears. Like, I can't do anymore. So I was like, if only I had realized before the breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it looks like that, Andrea, right? Yeah. Because we're just so... Um, and, and I will say this too, that like, we can be so like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got it. I've got it. Oh my God. No, I don't. Right. And, yeah, and, exactly and by that happened. point, by the, by the time we fit there, we've been in denial of yes. how burnt out we've been becoming that it's like, it's like everything goes up in flames at that point. We're yeah. like, I am like, way over the edge further than I thought I was. Right. So it's, it's a wake up call for sure. But I'm, you know, but like I said, you've, you've already started this work. You just need to continue, right. Have those open conversations with your team, right. Ask for help. That can be some of of the hardest, you know, work to do is like just coming from, but I'll, I'll give you this perspective. I will guarantee you there are many people on your team who've been dying to help you and know that you've been working too hard, but you've probably unconsciously rebuffed them. I would say that's a true statement. Okay. That is a true statement. Um, Just, you know, again, in my own head saying they have enough to do. Yeah. I got it. I I got it. Don't worry. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. You've probably had people ask, like, is there anything I can do? Anything yeah, I can help you? And you're like, oh, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> good. I'm good. You probably, you know, in your head, you're already like, you're already doing so much. Yeah. You know, that sort of yeah. thing. So let, let people help you, right? They want to, and it makes them okay. feel good. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you'll, you make, you're exactly right. You know, when people are given the opportunity to help and contribute more, it makes their day, it makes them mm-hmm. feel good. You know, mm-hmm. so let letting them have that. Good. Yes, I can do that. <laughs> okay. All right, Andrea. Anything else I can help you with today? No, that's about it. Thank you. It's been wonderful. I feel better already. What were your takeaways from this on-air coaching call? Do you have standards that are impossible to meet and be happy? Are you hesitating to delegate because you think everyone around you is too busy? Head over to LinkedIn to share your thoughts and takeaways on the posts corresponding to this episode. I would love to hear what stood out most for you. And if your last promotion has you experiencing and confronting challenges you haven't faced before, consider working with me. I would love to support you through this transition help you get your bearings and feeling confident in your leadership. Once again, you can find a link to schedule a time to chat with me in the episode description. If you're listening through a mobile device, that link will be in your podcast app. And if you are listening through the women taking the lead website, that link will be toward the bottom of the episode webpage. And if you're going to ask your company to sponsor you to work with a coach, there's also a link to access the checklist that will help you prepare for that conversation. And as always, I hope this was of value to you and here's to your success.